Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Do you love the Pacific Northwest as much as I do? And how do you show it everywhere you go? Get yourself clothing that reflects the love today. Head over to Forever Green and see everything they have to offer. From hoodies to t-shirts, even bathing suits for the summer. Forever Green will have something you will love. Someone wants you to go to www.forevergreenpnw.com. That's the number four, E-V-R-G-R-N-P-N-W.com. And don't forget that everyday hoodie. It's a buy one, get one half off. Welcome to episode 102. I have Lacey Moen with me today. We talk a little bit about her business. We talk about life. We talk about eyebrows, makeup, wedding season, all the fun things. So you'll enjoy this one um, when you hear about a local businesswoman that has been working and operating in downtown Coeur d'Alene for 10 years. So listen how she has made her business very successful person for this interview. I'm so excited. I'm with Lacey Moen uh, with Earthly Beauty Bar. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about her business, um, especially since she had 10 years in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Exciting. So thank you, Lacey. Thank you for having me. Again, we did this once a long time ago. It was during um, quarantine. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It was like, we did that. uh, I think we did Instagram live too. Yeah. That was another life ago. That was like right beginning of 2020. So tell me a little bit about yourself and um, what you do here in downtown Coeur d'Alene. I, so my name is Lacey. I own Earthly Beauty. What do I do here? I mean, realistically, I specialize in eyebrows. That's my jam. I love faces. When I was in beauty school, there was a moment of aha where I realized that that was my calling. Um, organically, I've learned makeup through all that. And um, I guess I my talent is the ability to kind of see what somebody looks like done up before they're done up. Yeah, like you can see their their beauty. You just make them more beautiful. Er. Yes. My favorite word is I want to make everybody er. Because I want everybody to feel sexy and then feel sexier. Or feel smart, but feel smarter. You know, I think that that's what we're missing is we just a little, I just want to be a little er for everybody <laughs> out there. So, um, and then um, I think six years ago, I expanded, it was just me. And then I expanded to downstairs and um, full salon. And that was scary as hell. Yeah. And, um, and then took over the rest of the building at that point in time, I think about a year and a half later than that. And so now um, I occupy the majority of this building and it's been a long journey and there's lots of lessons I'm still learning every day. <laughs> That hasn't changed um yeah I that's what I do I think and also I think that my other talent is like you we are connectors of people mm-hmm. oh this is like we're Kevin room. Bacon if we were in a relay I mean like yeah. seven mm-hmm. degrees yep. like can't get away or from one us. degree <laughs> we're, we're like we sit on this couch if you come and sit on this couch mm-hmm. you're going to meet people and you're going to realize you like your grandma is best friends with their grandma like the craziest stuff for real though happens for real yes, yes. And I realized we're all actually related. Yeah, exactly. So make sure you don't talk shit about people. <laughs> or the other thing. <laughs> or just don't be a shitty person too. Um, so what kind of advice would you give to someone that maybe is thinking about starting a business? Because, you know, the, the glamorized being a business owner, you and I have talked about this before, is exciting. But kind of what would, the advice would you give someone that's starting 
a business, whether it's salon, whether it's a small business, whether it's boutique, um, what kind of advice would you give someone? I don't think there's much, I, honest to God, uh, I think that when these kind of conversations happen, you're almost talking more to people who already have opened a business because they understand you can't really tell anyone anything that's starting a business. There's no advice that they're going to hear. They do that. I know, I know, I know, I know. And they don't know shit. So what comes, what it comes down to is I think if I were talking to somebody that's brand new, who's going to this industry, I would say, um, be careful. You might get what you wish for. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, you don't know what you, yeah, it's, I don't, 10 years of owning this business, you look back, I don't regret any of my mm -hmm. 10 years. I've learned a ton. But I definitely think that if I knew now, if I knew then what I knew now, I would have done things a lot differently. And how is that? Like if you would, if you've done like invest, uh, how would you, what do you mean by that? Like, do you, what kind I, of steps would you have taken a little bit differently? I mean, I would have found a Tracy from day one. <laughs> Tracy's in the back working away. <laughs> I mean, like truly, I thought that I could do it all. And I realized that I can do very, very little. And it takes an, a team and it takes people that know what they're doing more than you know what you're doing. And, you know, I have my lane I stay in. Tracy stays in her lane. I have a Devlin. I have, you know, I have all these wonderful people that like Devlin's my accountant and I love her. And <laughs> just if you know her, just hug her if you see her. Um, she um, makes my life make sense. I... I'm good at the people part, but there's a lot of numbers and there's a lot of things. I mean, I'm being audited for the second time in 10 years. Like legit, my shit is so buttoned up. It doesn't stress me out at all. But last time when this happened, I did because I didn't know what I was doing. And then you realize you can yeah. breathe a sigh of relief because you're like, oh, I think that's the big advice is that a business is a real thing and there's real accountability. And I think a lot of people go into it like, I can do whatever I want and it's fine. I'm just going to go play. And then, you know, you get a letter from the IRS or then, you know, I just think that there's a lot of like, there's about a million forms to fill out. There's about a million taxes. There's about all those things. I think that for beauty school, this is my big thing. They, to all of my girls that are in beauty school <laughs> and that are um, going into aesthetics or going into anything of the beauty industry, beauty school is a business <laughs> and their job is to get you to pay money for them to train you. And then my job is to untrain all of that information so that you can actually do a job well. And then remind you that like you, you don't come out of beauty school with a full clientele. Nobody trusts you. Well, there's like a one percent of the population that comes yeah. out with a clientele, but that's very mm -hmm. very rare. Um, training people to trust you, trying to fill your books, trying to do all that kind of stuff. The only thing that makes me different from everybody else is consistency. Yeah, I show up to work every day. Well, and I think like you said, it's I, what you and I talked about is a lot of times they don't teach. They, I don't think they like they do that in college much is they teach you how to build that, is to build like the clientele, is they realize it's gonna be hard. And I don't feel like they're, no offense to the younger generation. No offense, total offense, <laughs> you all the offense. Is that we we were taught, I mean, I was taught like you work hard. If you want something, you're gonna put in the hours. You're not gonna get paid some days. Like you're gonna work as a, you're gonna work for free. I've done over 500 weddings and probably like, I can't even tell you how many in the very beginning I did for free. Like I literally had to almost beg people to let me yeah. do their wedding because no one knew or trusted me or anything like that. And now, now it's completely different and you can charge whatever you want and everybody wants her. This is something I do want to talk about. Weddings, 2020. She's getting married. I'm getting married. She's Yay! Um, so is that 2020, all these brides canceled their weddings because of COVID. And then 2021, yeah, it was, so it was weird. 
and then people got engaged in 2021. So there's all well, these- 2021, we had double the weddings because we had 2021 right. weddings and the 2020 weddings that like, they might've gotten married in 2020, but they actually like had a ceremony and all that in 2021. So I had like be in two places at once. Like there's a lot, because if I've signed a contract with you, I will make it work, right? So 2021 almost, and realistically almost killed me wedding wise. I worked 90 hour weeks for probably, probably three months straight. And um, that was a lot. That was yeah. Lot. So I thought that 2021 was going to be like the record year. No, you guys, it's this year. So I found out that this year is the busiest wedding season since 1984. Hmm. Good time to get married, huh? And even so, like Coeur d'Alene's turned into a destination wedding place. Which I had um, no idea until I was talking to Lacey the other day that people, it's cheaper to go here than it is like I have a gal that's from San Diego. Um, Washington DC, San Diego, even Colorado, like to get married here is a fraction of the price and we have no mandates. Mm. So people can be and do and you know, I mean having like 200 people weddings that are everyone's flying destination. Here. Yeah. So that was my question. It was like how much has the bridal industry changed for you in the last I mean 10 years? I would say the bridal industry hasn't changed. I'd say that this location has like Coeur d'Alene has become Coeur d'Alene's on the map. Mm-hmm. And we know that through everything that we've been watching. It's, yeah. you know, one of the 10 best places to live. Our house prices have skyrocketed. It's, it's you know, we all have our, our frustrations with the growth, but also the good that came out of it is that we have all of these people here and they're pouring money into Coeur d'Alene and they're pouring money into our community and um, we're, you know, eating because of it. Mm-hmm. So I would say the biggest change for weddings though is um, the, I, this truly is the amount this year. We probably, I mean, hundreds of requests. I mean, just, and the supply, the, the demand, how would I say this? The supply can't keep, the demand can't keep up with, right. with the supply. So trying to find good makeup artists, trying to find, you know, good hairdressers, trying to find people who are willing to, mm-hmm. who haven't been burnt out by last year to work is um a challenge so hi if you're good at makeup and you um, <laughs> show up and you want to get paid call me and i'll hire you um but i think that's my biggest challenge and also this year for me personally is realizing that like no is not a bad word mm. and that i can say reach and i can say um thank you but no thank you and i can also choose who i want to work with as well as the extent of what time i can give yeah like i've given up bridal parties and if I had a contract with you, you know, that's great. But at the end of the day, it's about the bride. And I think we've forgotten about that. And um, we don't have that one bridesmaid. It might be you. <laughs> if, if you don't know her, it's you. It's you. <laughs> um, that causes me anxiety. And that's not worth it to me anymore. And my clientele just at the shop here is so full that like weddings are not a need. Yeah. And that was going to be my next kind of question is, you've got wedding, especially last year. I felt so bad for her. There was moments I thought she was just going to cry. I like, did. If she stubbed her cry. toe, she would be like <laughs> what, freaking out. Um, but she got through it. Rough year, but she got through it. Um, By the grace of God, I don't know how. <laughs> and friends, I have to tell you, you have to have friends in your life that literally pick you up when you fall down, literally, and hold you like a little baby and tell you that you're wonderful and remind you that um, you can do hard things. Right, Tracy? Tracy's shaking her head. We can do hard things. <laughs> so um, how do you, how do you juggle? So you're a single mom, you're a business owner. I'm trying to date in Coeur d'Alene. Ladies, where are you at? We can look right now. Oh, <laughs> Some of us have to go to Vegas. <laughs> Vegas, here we go. Um, 
how do I spin all the plates? Yeah. And not lose your mind. I mean, have I? <laughs> I mean, my friends know I probably have lost my mind. How do I do all that? You just keep going. You yeah. can just keep swimming. I mean, I think my daughter, who's incredible, is becoming more and more self-sufficient. And that's an awesome thing. The goal of being a parent, you guys don't forget, is to raise dope people who are self-sufficient. Yeah. That's the goal. And I think we forget that. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to push her out the nest and her be like, me, and not like all the way down. So she's becoming more self sufficient, and I, um, which is hard because I also move with my baby, but that's making life a little bit easier. Um, I think the hard thing right now for most women and men, even our age right now, is we're in that middle where like parents are aging. I love you, mom. Parents are aging and parents are passing away and things like that are happening. And then our kids are in this like teenage, like bullshit world. And like, we're in the middle of just trying to survive. Mm. So I'm just like, just have, it's fine. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. So I'd say, um, I don't think I actually hold it all together. I think I drop plates all the time. I'm the queen of like, oh, trying not to cuss on this podcast. Oh, trucker mother. <laughs> I have to um do all these things and I have left it to the last minute and then you just feel like a failure and then you cry and then you move on and you go just kidding I've done more today than 90% of people on the planet people are so in bed uh-huh uh, and I've already like done five clients and mm-hmm. and I look like this when I come to work and yeah. I don't know I just think you just keep going I don't I don't I don't know I think I've always been a lot of um energy more than most yeah and I think and it probably helps you like you said before is like putting people around you that's going to help you succeed that stay in their lane you stay in your lane and that's and how call me out of my bullshit exactly and there's yes. like and you have a good team around you they like you're like they see this is how we're gonna do it. you're like right you're the one that's an expert at this i'm not what should we do and you trust that's taking staff. 10 years yes there, there you go. go that took 10 years to go okay oh because at the end you're of like the you're day, right tracy this is how we should do it you're right alex you're you're uh, expert of hair and so so you, i have no idea so you trust in your staff and oh. your team and your friends but I've also surrounded myself finally with people who I truly would trust with my life. Yeah. Right. And because that won't this is, cut you. No. <laughs> and if they, you know, I just, you just hit a point where you just, I won't, the what ifs don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that I can bounce back from it. Yeah. I think that's what it really truly comes down to is there's not a lot that scares me anymore. Mm-hmm. So if there is risk, then um, you can always fix it. Yeah. Nothing's unfixable. Yep. And also, I live in the world of hair and makeup, and um, nothing's an emergency in this business. I don't care what you guys have to say. <laughs> no one's dying. So there's a sense of urgency that I think my team brings, where we want to get, we want to respond to people right away. We want to make sure. But, like, we're probably one of the only salons in Coeur Lane that has, like, a system set up yeah and contracts set up and the way things work a lot of it's just kind of like a little bit more fly by the seat of your pants and we try to have our systems in place yeah, yeah i think that's what, like you said with your contracts now you're meeting with these brides and you have to make sure that they fully are and that we vibe yeah exactly and you, like you said you've done some brides that have caused you a lot of anxiety you know who you are <laughs> no i have to say um I have, I have, I have a lot of empathy for brides. Mm-hmm. You know, the day of the wedding is a lot of pressure. You're basically paying for the most expensive styled photo shoot of your life. Yeah. You do not need a wedding to get married. You do not need any of those things. Those are all wants. 
and we've forgotten that, mm. right? That like, if you have the ability to have a wedding like that, great, don't take a loan. Yeah, oh. Don't overextend yourself, right? Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. It's about a relationship and a marriage. Mm. And I think that that's the one thing that I think. So I, when I meet with my brides, like I vet them to find out like if it's more important that for them to look hot or to live happily ever after with their husband. Because I mean, we could do a boudoir shoot to make you hot. Like I care, I truly love, I love love and I love relationship and I love marriage and I love all those things. But this side of it is just, it's it's icing on the cake. Yeah. You don't need it. You can have a naked cake. I'm on some naked cake. I do like a naked cake. Um, so another piece I want to talk to us is community. It's a very important piece. I like community. Yes. And so you do many different, you give back to Centennial Trail. You give back to uh, the Community Cancer Fund by their event. Yes. And so, um, so you really love that. Um, I've done smarter also yeah. with that in my time. So like 10 years ago, I volunteer hours and hours and hours and days and do things like that to... And now um, my my give back is different. Right? Yeah. Which has been nice. But um, I'd say some of my favorite ones. I also, I mean, real talk in this town, there's a lot of organizations that I stay the fuck away from. You know, like, and I think we don't talk about that enough. Like, when you're supporting an organization, you should know where that money's been going. Exactly. You should know who you're supporting. You should know what what's actually happening with it. Because there's a lot in this town that say one thing and do another and do not actually support the message behind right there at and um feel free come into my shop i'll tell you all about it we'll put on the podcast because you know that would be you know i'll have some class with this we'll one. keep poison class yeah. keep poison, yeah so i um but for real though i'm i'm very very particular about the community i love children's village i think mm. that that's an amazing thing vanessa's done a great job with that particular yeah. organization and emily's there now um, I think that there's some really, really cool ones out there, but I'm a firm believer that you should actually like start with like helping like your neighbor mm-hmm. or like your friends and figure out if they have a need first and watch that trickle. I'd much rather, um, help out a family in need and give them some money and help them with that than put it to the end. Right. So I try to really watch and see who needs what. And, um, then I help that way. Yeah. I, yeah, we were just talking about that, um, cool. of no. events too is that it's kind of exciting to start seeing those i got to get dressed up you guys <laughs> i was waiting for that so yeah i felt like a tinkerbell slash a yeah i actually that was the first thought when uh-huh. when you were standing next to the airplane at the uh top 30 under 40 uh-huh. kootenai um young professionals and the green dress when you're standing by the airplane i was like she kind of looks like tinker that's what katie sent me and she was like she sent me a emoji emoji, on there. emoji and there's actually a red-headed fairy on there it me <laughs> um, but no I I love events I live for events I have a lot of friends in this town that I don't get to see mm. we're friends online we like stuff we comment we you know are hype girls from a distance but I don't get to see them very often before this I mean top 30 under 42 years ago right. was at the Heck Center and that was a wonderful event but that was like the end and then we had two years where it was like another virtual another virtual I hate virtual events um well, because you're not getting dressed up. No, no matter if you say we're all going to get dressed up, you're not. You're no. you're sitting in your couch, maybe with a nice shirt on, but you're wearing sweatpants or no. like no pants or no pants. Just kidding. Not kidding. No, she's not. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to know the secrets. If I'm wearing pants now. You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> um, I don't think that's funny. But I got to get dressed up, and then I got to do your event the day before. Yeah. 
which is fantastic. For the Centennial Trail. Um, and seeing all the people that you're friends with that you only see at these events, I just, I crave time with them. Right. And I think that's also another thing is that you start to be like, oh, how can we help each other? We, you, you can email. You and you can, forget there's other people in business. You're like, great. How can we partner together? How can we work, like work together? Yeah. Like you're like, oh, the world's not around me. And and you um, realize that there's so many cool people doing such cool things out there. And then I got to tell you, the cycle I run, run into is then I think I'm not doing enough. Mm. So I'm spinning a million plates and then I'm like, but I'm failing. I need to do more. I need to volunteer. I did decide that if I do give any more of my time to anything, I will. So my stepdad just passed away and that was um, a long journey with health. But I, hospice changed my life. Hospice is amazing amazing if anybody gets a chance and you want to like look into an organization i mean we all die it's a one-on-one ratio none of us are getting out of this alive but to be able to meet people that have such a heart for helping with that exit i just they're like little angels i I, there i didn't think angels enough from the word for them yeah and so my my family has lost we've lost a couple people and and grandparents and we watched them in hospice Mm -hmm. and it was it was a almost made it more beautiful in a way to like, you really, it was, they made them comfortable, made the family comfortable. Everyone is just understanding. So our family, I know it's donated multiple times to actually just donating like brand new sheets, mm. brand new socks, things that you don't think of that's going to come out of their operating budget if we don't donate it. So yes, preach on the hospice. I just, it changed my life and I will volunteer with them and I will help and um, do whatever I can. Cause I feel like that's something that is, um, unless you've needed it you don't really know that it's there or what you can do to help and it just it was magic yeah so back to you yeah okay fine hospice dead (laughs) before we get like too sad and emotional Uh, um so 10 years in business uh, that's so weird it's exciting you're downtown Coeur d'Alene you're in the heart of Coeur d'Alene same location we're looking at the park and you can see the lake the resort's right over here there's people walking by all the time I, I I was here in this location before it was cool. Yeah, and when, when the park was destroyed. and Well, we had a ghetto parking lot. We had, like, the tennis courts that, like, if you did play tennis on it, you might break an ankle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your ball would go wherever it want. You only used the dugouts to get high. Sorry, but you did. Um, and now it's this beautiful, loved, amazing park. But, like, a year of construction and going through all that. I mean, it has been... A roller coaster. And then COVID and all that. And, man, it's been one hell of a journey. But I think what it comes down to, again, is, like, when you do what you love, I don't advertise. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. If you do what you do well, people will talk about you and that spreads. Um, but I also think that, you know, consistency and being here and seeing when you're a business owner, you have to be able to see beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I could see 10 years. My issue right now, and a lot of business owners can attest to this, like I'm 38, I'm not 12 anymore. I know way more than I should. And I'm just, I know just enough to be dangerous, but not enough to know it all. Yeah. And so I had a vision for 10 years and now I don't have that next vision. Well, that was going to be my next question is, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So what is the next step? Or I mean, what you and I, you talk you about guys, it's fans only. You can totally subscribe. It's going to be fine. Be a lot of feet pictures, but really I have no clue. Well, that was going to be is like, we can't say 10 years. 10 years is so unpredictable. But the next few years, I know you've talked about a lot of different things that you would like to do. Like, do you see somewhere else, like your business adding? Do you see it just maintaining, being happy? 
Um, or I don't know. Or personally for you, do you have any goals? Uh, so I mean, are we going to run for city council again? Like, I will definitely, probably, most likely, maybe. definitely, most likely, <laughs> probably, maybe. I don't know. There's a chance. If you didn't know, she ran for city council three years ago. Right? Two, two years, years ago. Two years. Right before COVID. That's right. I got to tell you guys, I've never been so happy to not win an election <laughs> in my life um, because I don't know how I would have handled two years of city council with the COVID world. Oh, it's it's crazy. And I like, mean, those people, when you choose to go into politics, you are literally saying, beat me up and pay me no money. Mm-hmm. Right? Because half people are going to hate you, half people are going to love you. But the whole point for me, again, to city council is be a voice for the town. Yeah. That's all it is. Be a voice. Well, and I think it's such a so true. Which is and get involved. Your, if it, you're if you're out there complaining, please get involved. And you're a sane person. I went to a city council meeting this week. And remember, they're live and they're videoed, so we can see when people. If you're a smart person, get involved. <laughs> do something. Don't just talk. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I guess to me, love is a verb, and I think that that is my favorite like thing in the whole world is love is a verb. Um, so, side note, you asked me what I was going to be. So, and what I'm going to do. So I'm trying to reset my brain and figure out where I would be. So she is getting married um, in someplace tropical and um, I'm jumping out of plane on St. Patrick's day because she's skydiving. I'm skydiving. Um, I'm jumping out of a perfectly fine plane. Tracy thinks it's going to become a new addiction to me. And that's going to be, I just want to do it once and hopefully not die. And if I do die, then again, that's what happens. But um, I have a friend of mine I'd already made this decision to do this because I want something. I'm ready to be bolder than I've ever been in my life. And I have a friend that said to me something, I think I said was, when is the last time you did something you've never done? And that was like, oh, you're like, wait, shit. I have no idea. I was like, I don't know, because I'm old. Like you start to think about things that you, like think about it. What is something that you've never When's the last time you did something you've never done? Like, when's the last time you did something you've never done? Actually, city council meeting the other night when I got called up. I've spoke to city council before, yeah. but I've never been called up. And I not thought, called up. They were like, come here. Know. We want you to talk. And I was like, I'm kind of prepared, but it scared the shit out of me. And I can speak in front of thousands of people, hundreds of people, 20 people. Like, I have no scare. But for some reason... I knew what I said was going to impact their vote and I, that scared the shit out of me. And so to like go up and be like, what comes out of my mouth is going to persuade them to vote one way or the other. And it worked out. Just saying, just saying you guys. But that's out. what, I mean, it, it was like, I think that's, you need to do more things that scare the shit mm-hmm. out of you. Because now the next time that happens and you're put in that position, you're I'll like, game on. Yep, I'll be like, I have the confidence because I've done it before. And now I'm like, oh, okay. I can right. take a deep breath this right. time. And so I'm be like, yeah it was like fired Uh, up um I agree I think that that but the fact that you know that about yourself and know that that was something you know what I mean I have clients they see every day and when I ask that question they go I don't know I I don't know because we're just doing the same thing over and over in our lives Mm -hmm. there's so many times where it's just like like a loop and sometimes you need to step out of that loop and jump out of an airplane and you know what hopefully it will reset my brain and it will give me some clarity as I'm like you know, like gliding down. I don't know how fast. Gliding. I feel like this is what they're ah! <laughs> hair and eyes. So I did have a friend say, put your hair in a ponytail. So it's not like so I'm not like, <sighs> as in like so red I'm hair. Like, Man, like I'm gonna die. But that would look pretty good. Like it looks like a troll. <laughs> Done. You need a little advice with a gem. 
and then the hair up straight up. I'm just saying like my little air plant. Mm-hmm. Okay, done. It's also St. Patrick's Day, so I might be in all green. Maybe I'm in, I don't know. I got some ideas though. But um, it's a, um, I called off an engagement 18 years ago this year oh, on right. St. Patrick's Day. So it kind of feels like a, um, it's interesting. It's, I remember being 18 years ago. I remember thinking my life had ended everything I'd ever wanted was, you know, gone. And I just was, I was so brokenhearted. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had my heart broken several times since then. And um, it's funny, you just get stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm. But that moment 18 years ago was a, it was a very pivotal point in my life where you had to make a choice of like, how hard do you fight for what you want? Mm. And um, how, it was hard to call up a wedding. I can't even imagine. Right? It was hard to do that. It was hard to say, it was hard to know myself well enough to go, this is not what I want. And this is not what I need. And this is not the future I, you know, and to be brave enough to like, invitations are already mailed out. Like I'm talking like we had, and so that was a huge thing for me to do that. And don't get me wrong, everybody in my life fully supported me. Um, but 18 years ago, I feel like it's time to like, it kind of feels like a freedom mm-hmm. or a bit of like a graduation, but the fact that I blinked and 18 years went by, I thought, what better way to celebrate that than, you know, jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I can't wait to show you guys all that stuff and just prove to myself that um, I can do harder things than I even thought I could. Right. And those moments also like inspire you to you're like, all right, I want to go do this. I want to finally do that. Maybe I'll become a skydiving trucker. If you're listening right now, we're awkwardly <laughs> t- looking at each other because we oh, both know this is a lie. Never going to happen. No, absolutely not. What do you think I should do when I grow up? Um, well, we've always talked about, I think you should do instructing. I think. So what does that mean though? I think that that's the problem that I get into is it's like you go into, what is your demographic? Is it instructing a, just a wonderful, just people mm-hmm. on how to do stuff? Or do I go into the world of like students that want to go into this industry do I, I just feel yeah, like, yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely like a broad you could do, but I think even one-on-one because you connect with one person, you're good at that and you can be intimate with someone and you can really, I'm really good at the intimate part. Intimacy. Heaven forbid if I said penis. And ah, <laughs> I love everything. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. All of you. Um, um, one thing that I think that everyone knows about me is that, um, I truly, I do have a filter. I just think you guys realize how much I actually filter when like the words come out of my mouth. I have gotten so secure with who I am. Yeah. That good, bad, or ugly, I know, you know, we all have our own hangups and we all do things that we shouldn't do or things that we shouldn't say. And um, but I think that I just I say what everyone is thinking. Mm-hmm. And just enough comedy. Just enough. Just, just enough that they think I might be joking, but they're not quite sure. Mm-hmm. But um I'm authentic and I think that that's you know a rare trait in business anymore yeah or like even now like if anybody in my life client anything was like tell me your bank account I'd be like okay you know what I mean like there I have no secrets and I think that that's rare it is because at the end of the day like I believe in accountability and I believe in um true 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 transparency Mm -hmm. and everything and I have integrity and that's what I'm looking for in my life is to have other people around me, like Tabitha, um, who have integrity and um, drive and ambition and 
when you think about like educating other people, I think even when it comes to just putting on a face in the morning, like little things like that, I, I just, or owning a business or being successful, like if I can do it, so could anyone else. I think that's a great point. And like, when you look good, you feel good and it just goes up. Oh, totally. Yeah. And also you have to dress like you want people to take you seriously mm-hmm. too, you know? I know the days I wear my leggings and oversized t-shirts, it's the day I'm going to be on the trail or the day I'm going to just be like chilling. I'm not going to walk into a meeting with my, no, my leggings and don't go to interviews looking like you're rolling out of bed. She may have that experience. So, um, my last question for you, yes. it's been, um, a crazy couple of years. We keep talking about COVID. We keep talking about so much has changed even since you and I had a, that last interview. Um, so much has changed. Yeah. So and all for the better. Yes. Great things are coming, are coming and I can see it. I already have seen it. Um, what kind of advice would you give to someone? And unfortunately in this year, so we've only been in a month and one of the highest suicide rates is right now. Um, and people are struggling mentally, physically, emotionally, um, like even physically, whether it's like the health or whether it's just people not taking care of themselves, what kind of advice would you give to someone out there that's maybe just struggling right now? I mean, truly at the end of the day, you're not alone. Like, I mean, you don't think that I struggle? You don't think I have moments where like, I mean, I've had, I had some pretty traumatic stuff happen to me this year and um, I've, there's real talk. I wanted to die. Not that I would ever kill myself, but when something hurts so badly, you want that pain to stop. And I think what I have to also remind you and what I remind me is everything is temporary. Mm-hmm. That feeling is temporary. That emotion is temporary. That reality is temporary. You know, all of those things going into place, give it a minute, it's going to get better. Oh, yeah. Right. And I think that um, if you're honest with people around you, and you surround yourself with people that truly love you. Like I could say anything to Tabitha and she wouldn't judge me. Anything and she would not judge me. Now, she might have a hard heart with me afterwards because she's worried about something. But at the end of the day, yeah. like it's not a judgmental heart. And I think that we think that everyone is, um, you look at social media, you look at the the pressure that you have on a real a day and is this edited yeah. this way? And how do I look? And what is my niche? And what's going on? Because we're being like everything's shifting from tangible to like that online completely now. And I think that we forget that although you take a great picture, you might've just gotten a fight with your kid. You might've just gotten a fight with your boyfriend. You might've just gotten a fight with your mom. Like there's all these things happening. Again, we don't share. I don't share. I don't know. The hard stuff. Like, and I, I struggle <laughs> with that because I think, should I more? I think there's a, it's a very fine line. It's like people that do. I don't want to be that girl. But it's also the other side. It's like, you are classy and you don't need to talk about when something bad happens at your business or someone screws you over Mm -hmm. or you go through that traumatic event Mm -hmm. or, you know, you just gave that nice little beautiful post about your stepdad, Mm -hmm. but you didn't talk about how freaking hard it was. And three years prior, unless you were in my life. You didn't know. You had no idea. That he was falling and that he was hurt and that he was, you know, sick and your mom's struggling. But then now you're dealing with a whole different part. You don't, people won't see that. No. They get to see the pretty face. You're doing these brides. Mm-hmm. You give just enough of your life for people to be like, oh, her life is perfect. It's not. <clears throat> so reminder. So when you, when you're low and you're things like that, I mean, reach out to like, 
reach out to somebody, mm-hmm. have a conversation. I would not have gotten through my last six months of my life without the humans in my life. Like, period. Like, it is a, it takes a tribe and I feel bad for the people that don't have the tribes, mm-hmm. you know? Or the people that can't see past whatever they're going through to see that there is somebody else that, and honestly, this is kind of the thing that really gets me through most of it is I have legs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there in this world that do not have legs. Yeah. Like I have to look at what I have versus not what I don't have versus what I don't have. Because if I really focused on, you know, the woes, I'd be in bed still. Yep. Right. And then I realized that like, I'm actually doing pretty good. And sitting in bed is not fun. I don't know right now it's calming in pretty hard. Well, when we've had a long time, we've been working a lot. That sounds great. But like, <sighs> there's so like when you get energized by the people that sit in your chair, oh. you get energized by the world. And so then you're like, oh, I'm actually making a difference. I'm actually contributing to this. Crazy I almost life. bailed on the gala on Saturday. Yeah, we're I legit about. almost bailed on it because I worked, I started at nine. Um, I work is calling text. Um, <laughs> I started at nine and I worked back to back makeup until five o'clock where at that point in time for weeks, I had to figure out what I was going to wear to this event, you know, and working, you know, full time and being a mom and all those things. Like it's hard to find time to dress shop. So you're ordering things online, wishing a prayer, hoping that they fit, doing all that kind of stuff, ordering the nylons and suck you in and make you look like you're little and the shoes that fit the outfit. Men, some men understand this, but, and women understand this more. Most of them have their go-to suit yeah. and they just put it on. It's the same thing every time for us, it's different. But a lot of work went into that, just preparing for the actual event. And then when it came time for like, work, well, and I didn't put on makeup because I knew I had it. So, I mean, it took, I literally took 20 minutes to run a straightener over my hair, smooth down my flyaways, throw a face on, throw my dress on. And I'm on the phone with my mom the whole time. And we're talking about like what I'm going to do at the event. And I go to pull up my nylons because I'm 90 years old and I'm always a woman in nylons. It's kind of what I'm known yep. for. Um, I just love the look of it. It just feels so sexy. Don't judge me. Um, anyway, so I pull up my nylons. And my mom's on the phone. And I do that one last like shimmy. I rip the front of my nylons all the way straight down the slit side. Right? So you couldn't, my mom goes, just turn her around. <laughs> so the ass in the front, like, what are you doing? Like, there's no freaking way I can do that. Thanks, mom. Um, but point of my story is, is I literally said the F word probably a hundred times on the phone my mom. And she goes, did someone die? <laughs> and I go, no, I just ripped my nylons. And she was like, oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> and to her, it was a big deal to me that my sky had fallen. Yeah. And I spent all this time to get all ready to make it be perfect. And my mom goes, it's good, Lacey. It's like Japanese art where, you know, you know, they do all of their beautiful, it's a perfect picture. And then they do one mistake so that it's not perfect. It's perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. And she goes, that's your one piece of Japanese art. And um, I had this reality check of, I am not perfect. And why am I trying to be mm-hmm. like, fuck it. I have a run in my nylons and Shit. that just, See, you cussed. Sorry. We, we're it's almost so at the good. end of this off so episode. Sorry, please. So, <laughs> but like, I just, and I had to walk in there. And again, I went stag. I've gone stag for years. I'm good with that. But I hadn't gone to an event in a long time, single. And so um, I had anxiety about that. I had anxiety of like a venue I'd never been to. We haven't had this event for two years. You know, all those things that go into it. And um, 
it was hard. I didn't let myself go home and curl up and fall yeah. and fail. I didn't come up with an excuse about how I didn't feel good. I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. I showed the up, right? And it was amazing. I probably met 15 people that follow me online mm -hmm. that literally came up to me and they said, oh my God, I follow you. I think you're amazing. Will you please be my friend? Like that. And I was like, sure. Yay. What are we doing? That's great. You're cute. Yeah. But you forget that online, I mean, I have thousands of views per story. Yeah. But does that fall into engagement? No, right? You um, you get you know you know a fuck ton of again a ton of likes and um, comments and all those kind of things, and then you get like a post that tanks, you know. But you realize that like all these people are watching you and um, paying attention. Yeah, I mean, and that was a, a re I forgot. Yeah. The whole, we're in a whole different world now. Mm -hmm. And I forgot. And I think that I also had started to really make a name for myself with city council. And that's right when um, COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So we haven't had these events to go out. So people have been following, you know, Tabitha and I and watching that journey of like how we're navigating. Like we, like we yeah. know what we're doing. Yeah. Like we know what we're doing. I wing it all the time. Fake it till you make it. I feel like that's, I mean, dress for the job you want. I just don't even know what that. Guys, what do I want to do when I grow up? Oh dear, now we're going back there. I'm sorry. I mean, that's why <laughs> I just don't know what I want to be when I grow up. That's okay. And I do love the fact that I'm 38 and I get to have the opportunity and the luxury of evolving. Yeah. And I think that, um, like a lot of guys in the military, you know, that do their 20 years, it's about their time that they have that next career. Yeah. You know? And so I know that I'm not alone. And so I find myself reaching out to people more and more and asking hard questions about what they did. And what mistakes mm -hmm. they would do differently, what things they would do differently so that they didn't have the mistakes that are sometimes hard to come back from. So I'd say, going back to one question, if I were to give advice to somebody in business right now is to um, sit down and be humble. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good way to, to end this. Sit down. Sit down. Be humble. Be humble. All right, Lacey, thank you so much. This was awesome. I love you. Um, and have a great day. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.